Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you're listening before, you know who it is. It's Blake Meyer here with my man Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. I got some uh, got some Phillies trade action over the yes. weekend. And bolster up the bullpen here. It's uh, a little under the radar trade, but I like it here. So it's a nice uh, Monday evening here in Philadelphia. So uh, excited to talk about some baseball. Yes. Yeah, as soon as I saw that this weekend, I was... Uh, out on a little date night with the girlfriend, and I saw that, and I had to make sure I text you, and was like, holy shit, uh, getting Soto out there from Detroit. I, it's nice to see teams uh, kind of focus in on what their weakness was and do everything they can in the offseason to strengthen that weakness. The Phillies, you guys made it to the World Series last year. Your bullpen was a bit of your downfall. It was kind of weak, and you guys seemed to have really honed in on bolstering that bullpen yeah but before we get into this so i, I want to make sure we do shout out our giveaway here at the top of the show not just at the the bottom Good of the call. show uh, on twitter uh at fake baseball is our new account same same account if you're, st- if you're still following it from the uh, sgpn fantasy baseball the name james should still be following it um give them away a hundred dollar sgpn gift card as well as three baseball money is fake t-shirts all you have to do is retweet the tweet for one entry you leave us a five-star Apple review, you get two more entries and a five-star Spotify rating is two more entries on top of that. You can earn up to five entries for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. We're going to have some Baseball Money is Fake shirts in there, maybe get some hats, maybe some stickers, bumper bumper stickers. Uh, also, check out the, the other shows, uh, Hockey Game Podcast, if you're a fan of that. There's some gear there, all types of different uh different stuff to look out for there but so yeah make sure you uh if you're listening it's it's free money it's a, it's a chance of free money there make sure you follow us on twitter at fake baseball yeah the twitter's it's it's doing its thing over there we got a good little following going right now this giveaway is an awesome giveaway i know we did one kind of earlier on in the process of us building up the show this one's bigger bigger better more winners bigger gift card more prizes it's worth it, especially all you got to do is a couple clicks on your phone or your computer and you're entered up to five entries. So do it. Yeah. All right. And, and now getting back into this uh, Soto trade, you know, everyone was like, oh, Juan Soto was the big guy during the season. But we got Gregory Soto, the better <laughs> Soto, perhaps. Maybe we'll see a uh, Soto on Soto showdown maybe in the, in the playoffs. Ooh. So that'd be a. Uh, Pretty exciting, but you know, Greg Risotto was in Detroit. He was the closer there. His bad uh, control numbers, good velocity, kind of like a. I've seen people liken him to a Jose Alvarado, who really turned into a a pretty good reliever here for the Phillies after struggling with command issues even last season, even the the beginning of of this or last season being 2021, but even the beginning of this past season he struggled. Then he he came back up and he was one of the most dominant, one of the most trusted guys in the Phillies bullpen, which isn't saying too much. But now, with Kimbrel, Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, um, Bellotti was even decent. I think Nick Nelson was fine. Uh, Connor Brogdon, and now Agner Lefty with uh, Gregory Soto. The, the pitch, the pitching coach did something with Alvarado, so they were able to kind of rein in his uh, delivery issues. So I'm hoping he can do the same with Soto. There was some sort of stat where, like, I forget what some crazy percentage of the pitches thrown over miles per over 100 miles per hour by left-handers were both by uh, Soto and Alvarado. So 81 percent, 81 percent, even more than half that I thought there. 81 <laughs> percent, just going to be fire after fire coming out of the Phillies bullpen, and you know it's it's not going to be a thing where there there's a set closer. Uh, Kimbrel talked about that at his press conference. You know he he he's fine with that, and Sir Anthony Dominguez, they're all going to be mixed in, but having Four guys, two righties, two lefties that you can kind of 
hopefully trust and rely on in the in the late innings here is going to be going to be big, especially to pair with, you know, our starters Wheeler, Nola, uh, Ranger Suarez. Those guys can go five, six, seven, and then just hand these guys. So this is what they needed for to take the next step in the playoffs. As long as they can get back there, it's going to be a huge addition for them. The, the bullpen could actually be a positive for the Phillies, which it hasn't been in over a decade. Yeah, that'd be wild. You guys really did bolster it. And I'm looking at Soto's uh, baseball savant page real quick. It looks like his slider in 2021 was a nasty pitch. And then it looks like he ticked up velocity last year and it flattened out a little bit so it was it averaged about a mile per hour faster and flattened out a little. so maybe if he can kind of hone in on getting some more of that spin on the pitch and get it to not flatten out quite as much he can get back to being that dominant slider and then i know when we had a nick from pitcher list on he talked about some of the most dominant pitchers are the guys to throw that high heat and then that down and away nasty slider and soda could really be one of those guys yeah, how about um uh, your Mariners making the signing as well, a- AJ Pollock? What, what, what did you think about the, that addition as a? Uh, I guess we'll be a platoon, right? Yeah, he's he's likely going to be our platoon with uh, Kelnick, my favorite, who I think I've we're on episode twenty three, and I think I've mentioned <laughs> Jared Kelnick in twenty three episodes now. But yeah, he's he's going to be the he'll be the uh, what was the word I'm looking for here? The Ying to Kelnick's Yang. I I don't know how well it's going to go just because AJ Pollock's not like my favorite player in the world. He's very he's not anybody to get overly excited about. But I think I saw on Twitter the other day some stat that uh, Pollock's played like ten games at T-Mobile Park and I think he's hit like two twenty one in those ten games. So he's not really bringing the best bat and he's not an elite defensive outfielder. So. We'll see how it goes. We'll need some kind of Eugenio Suarez-level resurgence when he gets out here and a lot less uh, Jesse Winker full meltdown. Yeah, I'm looking at now his um, August to end of the year stats. I know you're a big fan of looking at those. I'm going to go from uh, July 23rd, the second game of the doubleheader, just just cherry-picking stats here, to the uh, (laughs) end of the year on Baseball Reference. That's 63 games, 60 starts. Uh, He hit... 266, 774 OPS with 10 home runs in those 60 games. So that's what, 25 home run, home run pace there. And he is much better against uh, left-handers than right-handers. Uh, left-handed pitching, he hit 286 with a 935 OPS in uh, 133 plate appearances, 11 home runs there, and then almost 400 plate appearances against right-handed pitching, three home runs, only hit 231 OPS 593. So this is basically the prototypical um, platoon guy. And if he can platoon with Kalnick, you know, I, I think AJ Pollock and uh, Andrew Benintendi would make the ultimate just like whelmed pl- platoon situation. <laughs> just the you don't really get excited, like, but you're okay. not ever really he'll, he'll hit, disappointed. They'll, they'll hit seven. They'll hit maybe 15, 20 home runs. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you pair that with uh, Kelnick and his. Uh, 147 batting average against righties with six home runs last year. You got yourself an average outfielder at best. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I mean, Kelnick sucked against lefties too. It, he only hit 130 with one home run. It, oh God, his stats are so bad. I, I I like him just purely out of the fact that I like his attitude a little bit. And I'm highly invested into his cards, so financially I need him to not suck. So come on, Jared. No, you can do this. If you, you if Julio can do it, you can do it. We believe in you. Yeah. But right. now we're now gonna, on to the fun stuff. Well, before we go on to the fun stuff here, where we're going to be uh, getting to the, the um, uh, first round thing, going to be debating the number one pick, you got to make sure that you check out the number one sports book, WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. And the NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. 
Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, term and condition at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough and is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog Fantasy, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, The Gauntlet, with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. They also have a uh, MLB best ball is out. I'm in a, a bunch of slow drafts right now. I think you have 8, 10 hours for each pick. A lot of fun there. Only $5 to enter. Make sure you check that out. And when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I tell Ryan this all the time, like when we're not recording, but when he talks super fast through the ad read part, I'm so impressed every single time you do that. <laughs> you, you make me get, get my own head sometimes about it. It's tough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just it's too impressive to not not comment on. But I want to do these first round rankings. So what the concept is, is we both took kind of the top 12. We figured out our own top 12. We went 12, 12 team league kind of format because that seems to be gaining popularity as the years go on. So we took. I mean, we pretty much just made our own top 12s. We don't know each other yeah. as per usual with the show. And so we're going to kind of go through. I think off the bat, I think we both had the same number one. Do we? Does, does this first and last name both start with a T? They I, they do. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to go with Turner, if you were going to go with go with Judge at number one. Oh, no. It's Trey Turner. Trey we Turner. talked about him a lot. Yeah. And, and the one thing that set him apart for me is something that I didn't even know that he had, which is second base eligibility. Oh yeah. He apparently has that. And second base is not deep whatsoever. You have um, a few top guys that are at the top Turner bets, Altuve, semi and bounce back candidate, uh, Jess Chisholm. If you can stay healthy, Albies, Trevor story, that, that's top seven. Then you get Edmund, uh, Andre Jimenez, Clipper Torres it just gets ugly after those top <laughs> six or seven. So you know, Turner new lineup. He's going to have all the hype. Maybe he's not worth the first pick. Uh, I don't know if he's not going to put up 60 home runs, but he'll get on base. He'll hit for average. He'll get stolen bases. He can he can get some power, get some doubles. So I think he has to be 1-1 for me. Yeah, same here. I mean, Steamer has been projected hitting 283, 34 doubles, 4 triples, 21 home runs, and 23 stolen bases. Says so he's going to score 94 runs, knock in 70. Six. I think he's going to have more RBIs than 76. That lineup is just too loaded top to bottom. So even if he does lead off, I still think he's going to have a good amount of RBI chances because like the bottom of your lineup, who's going to hit nine for you guys? Probably not. Oh, boom. Boom. oh I, I forgot to uh, even bring up the, the, the players that the, that the Phillies gave up for Soto because you have in the notes there what I thought about trading oh, away uh, Matt right. Beerling, who who I, I saw the athletic, I guess it's her Tigers writer wrote about, like it could be a potential breakout candidate. Yeah, he's a guy that if you give him every day at bats, he has good um, exit velocities. I'm not sure about his barrel rate, but yeah, he, he's, he was going to not have an opportunity here in Philly because we have Marsh, Castellano, Schwarber, and Harper when he's back in the outfield, but you know, it's uh it's a good opportunity for him to play every day in Detroit. I don't think he'd, he'd he'll be more than like a, a, a not a fringe player, but he could be an everyday outfielder. But this is something the Phillies had to do to uh, improve their bullpen. Five percent barrel weight for Veerling, by the way. He kind of a weird stat cast page. Ninety one point two mile per hour average exit below is excellent. Twelve percent or twelve it, it, degree it, it, launch. The ball on the, on, on the ground too much, I think, was his problem. Yeah, it's adjust, adjusted his swing. So and that five yeah. percent barrel rate's below league average but he has a well above league average average exit below so yeah I, he's an interesting one but was he was he gonna start for you guys this year i mean he started last year 117 um, games. he would have probably played some with harper out he would have platooned against definitely against lefties would have started i mean he started in the playoffs against lefties i think a few games but yeah he wasn't gonna be more than fourth outfield or fifth outfield or bench bat no, he doesn't have a lot of power either no S- six home runs 
He's got the vibes. He's never he, in a place. He, 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 <laughs> he and, and, and Nick Maton both have the vibes. So you know, we love the vibes over here, too. The, the, the vibe, the vibe percentage, 99th percentile. Vibes. <laughs> Very underrated stat but, but that a lot of people don't take tra- into account. Get, yeah, absolutely. Getting <laughs> back to Trey Turner here. I'm shocked he had 100 RBIs last season. Was he hitting leadoff for them the whole time? He had to be. I guess. Yeah. He, so, yeah, I don't. I mean, his next highest was uh, 77 when he was traded in 2021 he had so maybe maybe that is a, a good estimate there 78 80 rbis but I, I could see it being higher yeah i think he's gonna end up being closer to the 90 rbi range high 80s low 90s rbi range and i think he's easily scoring 100 runs in that lineup like i the man they have him at 94 projected so yeah but he just does everything he's somebody mm-hmm. that year in year out you're never disappointed if you draft him he always kills it he was just an easy 1-1 for me just because i if i'm picking 1-1 i want kind of a security blanket type player with a high ceiling and that's mm-hmm. exactly what trey turner is All right uh I, I feel like we might have a different number two who, who you got number two i think so too i got jose ramirez Okay, yeah, no, I thought about putting jose ramirez there i have jose ramirez third for me um i have judge second okay I, I thought about putting Judge first just because he's coming off such an insane season and, and he's the outfield depth this year. And I think most people probably have him first. But I think you're you're able to grab an outfielder in the second or third round that's going to be comparable enough, not 50, 60 home runs, but possibly a better average or just something where you're able to, to use him. But I still, I still think he's second. He, has, he, you can, he can put up 60 home runs. You know, maybe if they don't, maybe if they don't use those Goldilocks balls, he won't, but <laughs> It, but put him in the lineup, set him and forget it. Just Aaron Judge, I think, has to go top three or four at the, at the very least. Yeah, I, he he, excellent choice with him at number two. Just because I think when we talked about Judge when we were doing like the lead up to him signing, I think when he plays a full season, he averages like 50 home runs <laughs> per 162 games or something like that, which is fucking wild. And so getting a guy that's pretty much almost guaranteed to just hit you 45 to 50 home runs on the low end next year, you could easily make the case for him to go number one, but going number two, there's nothing wrong with that either. And he does everything on the hitting side. I mean, he was in it for the triple crown all the way up until the the very last game of the season. So Mm -hmm. he's going to give you average. He's going to give you on base. He strikes out quite a bit. So you got to deal with that a little bit, but the walks make up for it. His doubles, home runs, RBI scores a bunch of runs, especially if they're going to have him lead off again next year. I highly doubt. There's no way they could have Judge lead off again. But, I mean, I didn't think they'd have Judge lead off this year either. And he <laughs> let off for quite a bit of games, especially down the stretch. So, yeah, at number two, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go on to uh, J-Ram now. I, I, oh, I yeah. seriously consider put, put in J-Ram too, but I do have him a, a close three. Yeah, he's somebody that, I mean, for his age, he's what? Well, I mean, he's 30. God. Jose Ramirez is one of those guys that I swear he's way older than he really is. And I just saw that he's 30. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were like 34 or something. <laughs> but like points leagues last year, that's, you know, that's kind of my go-to. We'll take Otani out of it because on ESPN points leagues, Otani scored 903 points and second was Judge with 607. So oh, take Otani out we also of need it. To, we also need to clarify that we're doing Otani as two separate players, not, not oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your hitter. Yeah, because uh, Otani would have been number one on both mm-hmm. of ours had he be, had he been both. But Jose Ramirez last year he scored 531 points in standard ESPN leagues, good for 3.4 points per game, which is crazy high. Only behind Judge's 607 and 3.9 points per game. It took a historic season to outscore Jose Ramirez by less than a hundred points in a points league. He's got a little. But a position versatility with third base and DH, if you're in a league that has a DH spot. I know I had a, a home league that I was in for five or six years that actually did have a DH spot, DH and util. So if you're in that type of league, he's got a little bit of position versatility for you. But he just puts up numbers, man. He hit, where's it at? Right here, 44 doubles last year, five triples, 29 home runs, 126 RBIs, and he hit 280. His K rate was only 12%. Walk rate was all the way up at 10%. He does everything. Stole 20 bases. With the bigger bases next year, he could 
be he sold 27 in 2021 so he could easily be a 25 stolen base guy again so all of a sudden you've got a oh man he could he could hit 35 home runs and steal 25 bases with 40 plus doubles which is crazy and that lineup got better with josh bell so he's hitting in a little bit better lineup now another year steven kwan to get better mm-hmm. get on base more in front of him he's he's very versatile and he he Contributes in literally every category. So whether you're in category or points leagues, he's just a monster. Yeah, I mean, I I, I have Jerry Ram third. I I very I initially had him had him down a little bit below a few outfielders, but him being a, a third baseman definitely put him up to two. And I I wouldn't question someone taking him first overall given how just shallow third base is. And like you said, that improved lineup they had a. Uh, Fernando Reyes there at DH for 70 games last year. He was just not the same hitter. So having Josh Bell behind him or, or ahead of him, wherever they do that lineup with Jimenez, Josh Naylor as well, Rosario Quan you mentioned, I think he's in for another you know, 25, 30 home runs up to 126 RBIs last year. Wow, 100 wild. RBIs hitting <laughs> – I mean, his his career average for a full season is 27 home runs, 95 RBIs, hitting 279, 857 OPS. You, you can't hate that, especially at a at a shallow position. So yeah, I, I think him. I think I would definitely take him top three. That's easy. It's so crazy because he feels he feels like he doesn't get talked about enough for somebody that puts he doesn't. up the. He, the no, stats yeah, that he puts he, he absolutely does not. He's almost like a, a Trey Turner type, but he has more power and, and less speed than average. But but he puts up numbers across the board, and he's going to be – I I personally overlooked him last year. I, I took uh, Juan Soto over him, I think, second or Ooh. third in my draft, and that ended up being a, being a big, big mistake. But, yeah, I think Jose – hopefully he's not going to be overvalued going into, into this next season. Let's see. Jose Ramirez, since 2017, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six seasons where he played 150 or more games. He never hit less than 29 home runs in any of those seasons. He oh, stole 20 plus bases in all of them, except for 2017. He stole 17. That's so. Uh, yeah. Keying in on that 2017 to 2022, uh, full season average, 35 home runs. 110 RBIs hitting 280. So yeah. Um, I mean, oh, by the way, we, I just said he played seven seasons since 2017. I'm at five, not seven. I'm trying. And, and like it's, we're discussing the top 12 players in all of baseball here. So we're obviously just gonna gonna rattle off some insane stats. Yeah. All right, so who, who you got next? Do you have Judge three? I don't. I have I have Ramirez three. So who who do you have three? You got Acuna. Julio motherfucking uh, Rodriguez. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Get, get your Julio! Mariners. Yeah, he's he's going to put up the type of numbers this coming season that everybody's going to, at the end of the year, they'll be like, damn, he, you know, he probably should have went 1-1. One, one. I don't want to put him at the 1-1 one, one overall because everybody's going to think it's <laughs> that, a That'd be homer very homerish, pick. yes. Yeah, everybody's going to call that a homer pick and all of that, but... He's got he's got the pizzazz. We just talked about the vibes being a factor that not many people key on key in on. He's got the vibes. The kid loves to play baseball. First player ever with 25-25 in their first like actual season together. And all of that was he didn't hit a home run until May. The mm-hmm. entire first month of the season, mm-hmm. he hit no home runs and hit 205. In the second half, he hit 303, seven doubles. 12 home runs, 23 RBIs. Only stole four bases, but that was in just 41 games in the second half. He had some injuries, kind of went a little too hard there at the uh, home run derby. But he's a guy, if the season ended and Julio had 30 doubles with 35 home runs and 35 stolen bases, I don't think anybody would be surprised. And he could be the only player in baseball that does that next year. He has 40-40 power and speed if the Mariners don't slow him down on the base pass next year. But I think the bigger bases are going to help that, too. They might let him run a little more. Many active might get him active on the base pass a little more. So, yeah, I, I mean, end of the year, hitting 28 home runs, 25 stolen bases. He only walked 7%. I wish he walked a little more, but his 509 slugging was excellent. He's got so much potential 
Russell, and I can't. It's crazy to say I can't rank him higher because it's only going to be his second year because I have him rated third. But I actually think he could go higher than third overall. No, he like you said, he could end up being the, the best player in fantasy baseball. I would not. I wouldn't shy away from saying that. I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happens. And looking at his his splits, you know, he shows up when it matters most in September. Nineteen games. Seven home runs, hit 394, OPS uh, 1.202, just absolutely insane numbers. I don't know. I, I have to look into this this game log now to see if like you guys were playing Oakland a bunch in September or something. Uh, <laughs> Detroit, Cleveland, White Sox, Atlanta, Padres, Oakland, Detroit. So okay, maybe maybe some damage, but two home run game against Atlanta in there, a uh, home run in Detroit and Cleveland, San Diego at the Angels. So yeah, he. he he started off off slow and did really hot. And, you know, if he has another, if he has an April where it's just an average month for him, he ends up with 30, at least 30 home runs, maybe up close to 35. And the only reason I don't have him as high is that he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't done it more than once, once, one season. I could see some sort of book coming out on him or, or sophomore slump. So I have him a bit lower in this just group of outfielders here from, uh, four down to what's it, nine for me. So, but at this point, once you get past like the top two or three picks, even the even I could I could take him third. It's just like it's a personal preference and and what you want to go for. And he has the potential to be number one. So if that's what you want. Go for it. The thing that really gets me excited too is one of those things that comes from just watching a shit ton of Mariners games when you live out here. But was when he first came up last year. The book on Julio was the kid crushes the fastball, which he does. I mean, last year he hit 320 off of fastballs with a 62.5% hard hit rate. Like, he just absolutely destroys fastballs. But so everybody was throwing in breaking stuff, nonstop breaking stuff, breaking stuff, breaking mm-hmm. stuff. He was striking out a lot. And then he figured out how to hit the breaking stuff. Ended the year batting 256 with 15 doubles and 11 home runs against breaking stuff. He... He is very teachable, very coachable. He figures out kind of the little tweaks that he needs to make to be a better hitter, and it paid off big time. 13% barrel rate, had to sneak that in there. I think at the end of the year, I think the stat was the only players that had, uh, man, what was it, Uh, average exit velo in the 90-plus percentile and sprint speed 95th percentile or higher was him and Mike Trout, I think, was the stat. Which it, the stat was kind of going throughout the year, and you kept saying, I mean, you don't want to compare him to Mike Trout. You don't want to compare him to Mike Trout. You don't want to compare him to Mike Trout. But then all of a sudden, at the end of the season, it's literally just him and Mike Trout still left in that category. It's like, okay, well, you might have something going there. Yeah, so, you don't want you don't want to compare Mike Trout to Julio Rodriguez. How about that one? That's a good. The, Mike Trout wears Julio Rodriguez pajamas <laughs> to bed at night. That's that's a fact. And that's you know, a, Baseball money is fake guarantee. I'm looking at my, uh, my my top 12 here. And like if I had Turner, Judge, and Ramirez gone, I, I have Rodriguez down a little bit lower. But I think I, I may have to just take him out of personal preference uh, for. I converted you. Who, who who do you got for? I got Judge. I got Judge. You got Judge for. Okay. All right. Yeah, who's um, your four? I got Acuna for. Okay. Uh, looking at it now, uh, I'm questioning it a little bit, but I'll, I'll I'll stick by it. He's been a guy that he's a Rodriguez that has done it time and time again. You know, he had that knee injury, came back from that, and was able to be pretty strong last year with 15 home runs and 120 games. Hopefully, see that power come back up closer to his 162 game average of 38 home runs, 93 RBIs, hits 277, 887 OPS going to be atop that uh, pretty dangerous Braves lineup. I think he's a guy that this just next group of three or four hitters, three or four outfielders here for me is going to be just personal preference. I don't quote me on this because I didn't double check it beforehand just because I couldn't find it. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a one point in the season when everybody was kind of like, where did Acuna's power go? I saw this tweet that somebody had put out and it was like it had two videos. One was Acuna's swing from 2021 and then one was his swing from 2022. And he tweaked something with the way he swings, like with it because of his knee. You could tell it wasn't fully healthy. 
and hmm. it zapped all of his power. He what like wasn't driving his leg or something. I mean that makes sense saw, with, with a knee injury. I'm curious to see if that's something that is just going to stick from now on and that's his swing now because his knee is never really going to be comfortable or if that's something he's able to hmm. work through in the offseason and spring training. Because I put Acuna all the way down at eight on my list just because of that. Because if he doesn't okay. get the power back, I don't have him as a top five guy. If he gets the power back, if the swing goes back to the 2021 swing, he gets all that power back. He's a top five guy for me, but I have to see him actually do it in a game or something in order to make sure that he is healthy. You know, that that completely makes sense. And like I made these rankings like an hour ago, so they're very interchangeable. And like I already want to change. <laughs> I already, already want to move Arigas up and move Acuna down. But, you know, it's it's January. This is why we're, we're talking about it now. So you guys can listen and learn and we can also maybe we'll do like a monthly monthly first round rankings or, and then once we get closer to the season like a weekly one just to Ooh. see how our opinions change i like that he's somebody that could benefit from the uh the bigger bases next year too because he stole 29 bases which was awesome second most in his career but he got caught 11 times he's yeah. very active on the base pass mm-hmm. so those bigger bases i mean he, had 30, say he gets half those that's th- i know 35 stolen bases yeah 37 2019 and, and he's he's just turned 25 in december so like he's 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 young his knee should heal and hopefully he should get that power back for for his sake who do you got at who do you got at five i have at five and, and i'm considering moving i would consider moving him up to four even it's um you may not have him have him this high you may not have him in, in, the, in the top 12 even um oh, shit and was also another another thing that I was I was surprised by his second base eligibility, Mookie Betts. I have Mookie Betts uh, fifth overall Ooh. here. He he's down in the, in the double digits at the uh, NFCB. I think he's tenth eight. No, he's tenth overall. ADP is eleven. He said that's what you went off of. I was going more off of the fantasy pros rankings. They they have him. I mean they have him ninth. So like it's not like he's up here top five, but it's just that second base is always a position that. Unless you get a top guy, is you're going to be stuck unless you can get someone late that breaks out. So Betts is a guy to me like Acuna. He's 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 been doing it. He can contribute across the board. He had 35 home runs last year. Average is lower than you'd like to say 269, 264 the year before, but he's been doing it. The Dodgers are still going to be good, even though they they haven't really signed many people. So it's just the position eligibility there. He's you can play second base, you can put him in the outfield. Like if if you have somewhere later in the draft that one of these second basemen falls or there's a there's a second baseman sleeper, you can always just switch bets to an outfielder. So I think that versatility is ultimately what made me put him five. And you know we love position versatility here. Mm-hmm. All Betts, positions, yeah. Oh yeah. And Betts actually got? got better in the second half. To hit two seventy four, twenty three doubles, three triples, fifteen home runs in the second half. That's why I've got him six. Look at us. Okay. Great minds kind of think right. alike a nice. little bit here. I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's an excellent pick. I think he's somebody else that kind of – it's weird to say a top 12 guy is flying under the radar. But, yeah, NFBC's got him down to, like, 12th or whatever. Was he or like the, was, wasn't he the first overall pick for a few years, or like, in the conversation for a bit? Oh, yeah, because he – his, like, Boston Red Sox days, he was oh, yeah. absurd. My fan grass is so yeah, and, slow. And, and he's a guy that, that could yeah, he benefit from – he could also get his speed back. He had – between 2015 and 2018, he had 103 stolen bases in, what's that, four seasons. So averaged uh, 28 per per season. And, yeah, if he had 12 last year. Maybe he, he runs more with the bigger bases in the uh, pickoff rolls. Yeah. I mean, he if even if he can get to 20, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Third, what do they have him? Steamers got him at 31 home runs, 15 stolen bases next year. But I'm not bad. They got him at 36 doubles as well. He's a guy that kind of like Jose Ramirez does a little bit of everything. He's just not going to hit for the same average or walk as much as Jose Ramirez, which is what's going to tend to knock him down a little bit. And he's not going to drive in as many runs. He only drove in 82 last year, but he's going to score a ton in that Dodgers lineup. He's got 30 plus home run ability. His K rate has creeped up a little bit. It looks like damn near every year of his career. But, I mean, even then, it's only 16%. So it's not like some otherworldly, like, 30% K rate. Yeah, he's another one of those set it and 
Forget it, guys. I think he he is somebody that's going later that has the potential to be a top five guy. So, yeah, I I love him in your top five. Yeah, the thing about like what we're doing now, even as an exercise, is you, you, you don't you unless you're in some sort of league where like you draft, you randomly choose where you pick. Like you're not going to have really an option of, of where you draft. But this is, I think, this is a, is a good exercise. To, like get get the juices flowing on on who should be like one of your targets if you're picking top five, or you're picking ten, or, or whatnot. And that's something we'll we'll go over as the offseason moves along. So do you have a Acuna at five, or do you have a, a new name to add here? Juan Soto is my number five. Just because he's somebody kind of like the last couple of guys we said, if he ends the year as the number one overall player in fantasy, I, I know I'm sure it's all not going to be surprised. He had a very weird year last year, very mm-hmm. on Soto-like. His batting average really suffered. He only hit 242 after hitting yeah. 313 yeah, and 351 the previous two years. But, I mean, his Babbitt dropped all the way to 249, which is very unsoto-like. So I feel like he's probably going to go in the 6 to 8 range mm-hmm. in most leagues. So getting him at 6 or 5 is not the end of the world. Uh, he's going to put up – he had 27 home runs last year, scored 93 runs. I mean – the dude walks like crazy. He has a mm-hmm. career 19% walk rate and 16% K rate. He's going to get back to the old Soto ways. A lot of his issues last year that he had came from... Where the hell did it go? <laughs> where did his talent helpful, go? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, his line drive rate dropped all the way down to 16%, which really messes with his Babbitt. Uh Babbitt batting average on balls in play, uh, the higher kind of the line drive rate you have, usually the better Babbitt you have. Mm-hmm. And that lower Babbitt or that lower line drive rate can really kill your Babbitt. And low Babbitt leads to low average, which leads to less being on base, which leads to less run scored, which leads to less fantasy production. Yeah. It's dropped significantly from 2019. It was at 21%. And then 2020, it was at 19 2021 it was at 18 2022 it was at 16 a little alarming but his infield fly ball rate jumped all the way to 11 percent. so that'll come down that's way above his career average that's a bit of an anomaly so i expect soto to get back to his fantasy mvp level days more than his 2022 days yeah, I, I I think my my personal bias and just getting burned by him last year. I have him down <laughs> at at nine, but like really this this whole from four to nine with this group of what's that six outfielders, it's just could be interchangeable and definitely will be free flowing as the uh, off season moves along. But yeah, I think Soto, looking at his numbers from when he was in Washington, yeah, I don't know how he hit two forty two last year. That's just Weird. really way too way too low. I mean, he's going to be hitting second. After you think they're gonna put Tatis lead off when he comes back? Could they go Tatis Soto Machado or they're gonna put either way? Yeah, it's gonna be Soto. That. It's gonna be Soto two, probably Machado or Tatis three. Bogarts is in there as well. It's a good lineup. He's gonna he's probably gonna be a guy that this year he just has an MVP year and I just pass on him because I got burned last year. <laughs> I have him down at, at nine as the uh, last of that outfield bunch. Okay. Yeah. This early in the the first round, there's a very big run on outfielders, and I think mm-hmm. it is. I mean, it's partly because these guys are just so damn good at playing baseball, mm-hmm. and they're incredible fantasy baseball assets. But also, outfield is such a thin position after you get past kind of that first tier of guys yeah. that it boosts these guys uh, their value up even more. And so in these little middle areas, there's going to be a lot of us talking about outfielders, and that's why. Yeah, and uh, going down to the sixth pick here, you have Mookie Six. I have um, the guy that was my namesake of my team last year, Air Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. I I, I don't know how he, he's down eighth in the Fantasy Pros consensus rankings right now. He's 12th in the NFCB. I, I don't understand why he's being so overlooked. I think he's a guy that, I mean, any of these guys, we're not going to be surprised if they end up the top player in all fantasy baseball. But he's 
Also 25, turns 26 in June. 33 home runs, 37 home runs. Over the past two seasons has 70 home runs, 201 RBIs. Hitting hitting 296 for his career. OPS 973, had an OPS over one last season. Was third MVP voting, won the Silver Slugger. I don't know if people think that he's going to just somehow... He had 27 home runs in his rookie year in 87 games. I don't know if people think he's just going <laughs> to stop hitting somehow, but looking at, reading this, like I, I, I want to put him higher. I, I want to swap him and Acuna. Right now, I, I have him six, Acuna four. I, I'd, I'd probably take Jordan just because uh, I had him last year, and I think he's he's being way overlooked just because he's on the Astros. Yeah, I have Jordan at seven, and he was one that I put at seven. And the second I typed in there, I was like, man, he needs to be higher than that. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like we talked about with Aaron Judge, like when you had him a number one about how he was in it to the on the uh, triple crown until the end, which is incredible for fantasy baseball wise. Jordan's the same way. I mean, he hit 306 with 37 home runs and 97 RBIs last year in 136 games, 135 games. Like Dusty Baker said that Jordan Alvarez, it, he's not a, a power hitter that gets on base. He is a hitter that hits home runs. I mean, he just, he does everything right. 406 on base percentage. His OPS is 1.019. If you ever want to see the most beautiful baseball savant page you have ever laid eyes on, go look at Jordan Alvarez's stat cast numbers. Average exit velocity, 100th percentile. Max oh, exit velocity, The 99. red, I, I just pulled it up. The red <laughs> is hurting my eyes. He's in the 100th percentile in average exit velocity, hard hit rate, XWOBA, expected batting average, expected slugging, and barrel rate. And he's in the 96th percentile in walk rate and 99th in max exit below. His barrel rate was 21% last year. Isn't like league the MLB average 6.7? Like tri- tri- triple league average. Wow. Yeah, it's absurd. His average exit below is 95 miles an hour. The MLB average is 88. Like, I think... What hurts his draft status a little bit, I don't know if he gets outfield eligibility next year or if he's just Ooh. going to be DH eligible. That I think cool. when I was running my fan tracks uh, mock drafts, I think on there he got outfield eligibility as well. But, I mean, to be honest, even if he only gets DH eligibility, he's going to hit 300 with 40 home runs and knock in 110 people. Like he's... Just absurd stats. A guy that I am going to regret not having on my team this year if I don't draft him. Well, he, he played outfield plenty last year. He should, he should get outfield eligibility, I would think. But yeah, he's he also he was shifted 88% of the time. He had a better better WOBA with the shift than against it. But I mean, sample size is 482 played appearances with, 65 without it. So, you know, good hitter. No shift should just get even better. Damn, him with no shift is gonna be. <sighs> and, and that, and also that lineup. They they added Jose Abreu. They didn't lose anybody, I don't think. Right? Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Abreu, Tucker, Pena is their top seven. Uh, they lost Guriel. Okay, they replaced. They they yeah they they upgraded they Guriel. Replaced him with Abreu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's gonna have an absurd season. He. He's the kind of guy. If he does go for the triple crown this year, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. No, no, this is this is a this is a definite first round title here. So then, uh, seven. I have Julio Rodriguez. You have Jordan. Have you said. Oh you yeah, yeah. Acuna, Jordan. Seven? Sorry, no. Yeah, no, no. Eight? I have Jordan. Yeah. Eight. You have Acuna. Eight. Yep. I I am bringing a a new name into this. Uh, fellow Love Astro it. Kyle Tucker. Um. Ooh. I don't know exactly what to think about him. I'm kind of surprised to see his name in in the first round, but he's another young guy, going to be 26 in a few days here. Back-to-back 30 home run seasons, hit 294, 257, RBIs 92, 107. Um, might be not. He's hitting. He's projected to hit sixth. I don't know why Astros don't put him maybe maybe two with and just load up there, but. I think either way, Tucker, I initially had him in Jordan swap, and I was like, no, Jordan Alvarez has to be <laughs> above Kyle Tucker. But I think Kyle Tucker is definitely overlooked, one of those just consistent hitters. 
Yes. Where do you do you have Tucker in your uh, top twelve? Uh, yeah, I have Tucker at tenth. He was okay. one uh, behind the show. I texted you before and I told you I needed to look at the steamer projections on something mm-hmm. real quick to make sure I had him seated where I wanted him. And it was Kyle Tucker. I like where you have him. I think more than where I have him because as soon as I looked up the steamer projections Ooh. and all that, I was like, I think I have him lower than shifted. he should be. Yeah, shifted ninety percent of the time too. Was he better with no shift, I'm guessing? Uh, Dang, 90% is a lot. Only 55 plate appearances, but a WOBA of 463 opposed to 336. Okay, that's not not too bad. I mean, he's his uh, stats remind me very much of Mookie Betts. Same okay. kind of average a little bit. Uh, yeah. He hit two, 257, a, a little lower average, but Steamer hasn't projected to hit 280. I know Tucker is one of those guys that started really slow last year, too. I do my Death by Babbitt article. Uh, every month can go over kind of the most unlucky hitters of the previous month. And I know my one for, I think it was May, Kyle Tucker was like the third name I had on the list. Really struggled, struggled, but he came home strong. So if he hits 280 with 33 doubles, 33 home runs, and steals 19 bases like this says, that's damn near spot on with what it says for Mookie Betts. And we have Mookie Betts up as like a top five, six player. So yeah, he, he, he is second base, so the set, I initially had Mookie pretty low, then I was like, oh, he is second base, I, I got to move him up. Uh, true, I do love the position versatility. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, ESPN points leagues last year, Tucker was fifth, and Mookie Betts was second, and they were only separated by 40 points. So, yeah, I like the position versatility. Fun fact, Stephen Kwan was the sixth best Points League outfielder in ESPN last year. Fucking Stephen Kwan. Stephen, I can't hit more than 10 home runs, Kwan. But yeah, so, yeah, I, I like where you have Tucker, I think, more than where I have it. The second I looked up, I, mean, I, I have a mate, I have a mate, you have 10. There's two yeah. spots. <laughs> <laughs> there is two spots difference, but I just, I the people that I have in between. Uh, no, exactly. Here we go. Here we go, ninth. Uh, I have Soto, ninth. You have a yet to be named player, ninth. The only players I. I have no. Go ahead. Who do you have ninth? <laughs> I have Bobby Witt Jr. at number nine. Trey Turner light. He's gonna have a very Trey Turner esque season. He's gonna do a little bit of everything. Doubles, triples. It's gonna hit. I think we talked about uh, last time we talked about Bobby Witt. I think we talked about twenty home runs is probably what he's capable of. But he has 40, 40 stolen base speed. So he's gonna be a guy that probably hits. Steamer's got him projected 262, so right about last year with 26 home runs. 26 home runs? No, nah, I think he's closer to 20 home runs. He's not going to hit 26 home runs, but they got 26 home runs and 27 stolen bases. <sighs> he does a little bit of everything. He's going to be a total bases machine. He doesn't walk at all, so that's why he's a little lower. But, yeah, I think he hits 260 to 270 with – 35 doubles, 20 home runs, and steals 40 bases. He's going to put up a monster season. Not as good as Julio, though. But, yeah, he's oh. he's a, a Trey Turner-esque type of player that's not quite going to have the same statistical ability, but he's going to be a very coveted fantasy asset. Yeah, what was the guy that, that, that you know, he's – I saw the NFCB. He's uh, seventh ADP. Fantasy Pros has him. Hold on, I don't have up the overall right now, but he has um, them at 16, the best at seven. I, he, he could, you know, yeah, he could end up being a first round talent. I like the position eligibility, even though shortstop is, is deep. The top 17 shortstops are in the top 89 overall on Fantasy Pros. <laughs> Um, He's got that but, third base eligibility though. But the third base, like third base, you want a power hitter. You don't want someone like Witt who's going to be. I guess he hit 20 home runs. He he has potential for more. But he's he's the same as who Rodriguez for me. I don't want to put my first round pick on, on Bobby Witt and then if he, uh, he I, I want something that I'm more sure of for for the first for my first overall pick. So I I I, I would probably rank him. Depending on where where you draft, maybe get him in the second round, but make him a second round target. But I, I can't make him my, my a first round target yet. I think the only way I could see myself taking Bobby Witt in the first round later on like that is if I can do like an end of the round 
take Bobby Witt and then get somebody like Bo Bichette early second round to lock in the the couple middle infield spots yeah, would I, be I, nice. I, I kind of hate that, actually. To go with like, <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, why would you get two? I, unless if you're in a league that is open to trading, maybe, and you can have two top, top shortstops. Because otherwise, you just have two top shortstops. One of them is going to be either put wit at third base or util. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of leagues like my league last year had a, a kind of like a middle infield spot as a, a second base shortstop. Yeah, yeah some, no, I mean some some my my keeper league because we only have eight teams has that as well for to have deeper rosters. But all right, that that's uh that's definitely something to note down for uh <laughs> it's top, something top first two or three round draft strategy uh podcast coming up here. Yeah, there we go. Who do you got? Who do you got next? I got number 10 here. I think it's a guy who's who's being overlooked quite possibly even even by me. Um, last season, he had 32 home runs, 97 RBIs. Year before, he had 48 home runs, 111 RBIs. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, I think people are – he's going to be 24 in March. He's still, still young, still going into his prime. And, you know, he didn't build upon his 48 home runs, so people aren't, aren't maybe – seeing him as highly and he only hit 274 which is still really good i guess it's it's really the first base eligibility that that knocks him down a bit but even first base isn't isn't that deep this year i guess you can get some guys late that are just going to hit home runs but vlad could end up being you know a guy we're talking about i think he was top three or four top top five pick last year he could be that again again in 2023 or 2024 so I think if you can grab him here at the end of the first round and then and then maybe get I could I could I would pair like Vlad with Wit. If I can get Vlad ten, then Wit would that be fifteen? Like that. That'd be perfect. I like so that. I, I, think, I like that. I, I think Vlad here is this is the what, top first baseman here for me. I, I think he's a guy that you can put in there and he's definitely has a pretty high ceiling and a pretty high floor. Yeah, I have Vlad at 11. He was somebody I thought about putting higher, but I'm just okay. I'm a little torn because if we get 2022 Vlad, I wouldn't take him in the first round. If we get like a mix between 2022 and 2021, maybe a guy that hits 40 bombs, I'll take that in the first round. If you can if you can get me 40 with 100 RBIs, I'll take that in the first round. Are are you just reading the steamer projections? He projected for 40 with 101 hitting 292. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Yeah. Actually, I did not. So yeah, if he shit, if he gives me the Steve projections, <laughs> I'll take that. The one time I didn't look at him, yeah, that, that's exactly what I would take. Because I don't think the 2022 version of him is worth a first round pick. I think a lot of the first round kind of early ADP is based off of people thinking that he that it can't be. That's not the real him. Kind of like how last year wasn't really the real Soto. I think a lot of people thinking that last year maybe wasn't the real Vlad. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see because. In the second half last year, he hit a little better. He hit 279 compared to 271, 20 doubles, and only 12 home runs in the second half, but in 68 games. So he he did okay. 40 RBIs in 68 games is pretty damn good yeah. to end the year. But And he stole eight bases in the second half of last year. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. If we'll He's slimming down. Again, He's slimming down. Sheesh. Got a little pep in his step now. But yeah, right. I, I got him at 11. So you, you, you have Tucker 10, you said. You got... Yep. Vlad 11. Uh, my 11 is right there with Vlad. I, I would have to do deeper research on, on these two guys. Uh, Freddie Freeman, we, we know what he does. Won the MVP with the Braves in 2020. Puts up uh, only last year, only 21 home runs last year, which is kind of low, but still 100 RBIs. OPS 918. Going to be right in the middle of that uh, Dodgers lineup. Maybe a little bit more comfortable now having uh, a regular offseason and regular spin training. So I think he's 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 a safe he's a safe pick there at, at the end of the first round. Yeah, I mean, last year, going back to my points leagues again, Jose Ramirez, who I had as like my number two, scored 531 points. Freeman scored 525, right behind mm-hmm. him on the year. So even though he didn't only have the 21 home runs. He still had one hell of a year overall. He obviously feasted in that Dodgers lineup. We'll have to see how he does with somebody like Trey Turner not being in the picture anymore. But stole 13 bases, so a career high. 
I mean, he's a guy that walks a lot, 12% last year, hit 325, which is impressive. But, I mean, that's something he does all the time, career 298 hitter. So that's nothing new. He's in a stacked lineup. He's going to continuously hit with people on base. There's a lot to like there. And, yeah, really high floor with a really high ceiling. He could be incredible next year. Yeah. All right. And who do you have to uh, round out the, the top 12 here? You said it's someone not in the top 12 on the NFCB ADP. Oh, I, um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping we have the same guy here, but uh, I'll let you reveal. Ooh. Does your first and last name start with the same letter? No. <sighs> Yours does? Okay, ma- oh, you have Manny Machado? Machado. Okay. Mr. Machado. Yeah. Old reliable. He was incredible last year again we've talked about it with a couple guys very under the radar it feels like with machado still even though there was a lot a lot of eyes on that padres lineup last year he's still only 30 which that blows my fucking mind just like the jose ramirez one did yeah he hit 298 last year 32 home runs scored 100 knocked in 100 and had 37 doubles Steamer projects him to do right about the same. They project him a lot lower batting average, though. Only 268. I don't know if I believe that, but 30 doubles, 30 home runs with 98 RBIs is their projections. Third base is such a slim position after you get past the first four or five that I think it makes him very much worth a first-round pick because you're going to get that solid production, and then you don't have to worry about that, that very thin position moving forward. Yeah, I, I looked. I gave him a look to see if I wanted to put him 11 or 12. I think that that third base eligibility. I mean, he's that pretty plays. The third base being shallow definitely gives me some some pause there. But I, I think I'd rather target someone like try to get one of Devers, Riley, or Arenado in the second round and try to shore that up, or, or wait on Bregman later, or just go for a sleeper later in the draft. But yeah, I mean, Machado's going to be not a bad strategy. Going to be in that Padres lineup. He's been a top player before. No reason to uh to see that he won't do that again. He had 32 home runs. Uh, yeah, he's he's been 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 a good hitter. All right, who, who do you got at 12? I mean, this guy not being in the first round is kind of crazy to me, honestly. Just just given his career. Okay, Mike Trout, the pride of. Ooh. Vineland, New Jersey, Eagles fan himself, Mike Trout. How many home runs did Mike Trout hit last year? Do you have any, any idea? Oh, man, he hit like 40 or 41. He, he hit exactly 40 home runs. He hit 40 home runs. Hit 283, OPS 999, only 119 games, and just n- no one's no one's talking about him. He's <laughs> His uh, ADP on NFCB is 23. Um, His fantasy pros overall rank i think it's a little bit higher than that but uh yeah 13 so i think if i have if i have pick 11 or 12 and mike trout's on the board i don't know if i can i can pass him up he's even he didn't stay healthy last year he hit he missed what 40 games there but still hit 40 home runs he averages 40 home runs per season it's i guess it's kind of gambling a little bit with with his health, you're just basically saying if he's healthy, it's a good pick. If he's not healthy, it's not. But I can't go a, a first round ranking without without Mike Trout, especially given his uh his splits his splits last year in the second half. I mean, the first half he had 24 home runs in 79 games. Second half, 16 home runs in only 40 games, with which extrapolates Ooh. to 64 home runs in 160 <laughs> games. He had 12 home runs alone in the month of September and October in 28 games. So, That's absurd. I mean, he, he's back and healthy. He's He wants the Angels. He wants to make the playoffs. He deserves to make the playoffs. If he's not going to be traded, the Angels have to have to get him there. They're trying to. They they signed – who did they sign this offseason? They signed someone. Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury. Hunter Renfro, Drury. Brandon Drury. They signed a few big uh, – Hitters there hit in the middle of the order. Trout's still going to hit one or two with Otani up there. So he'll get a bat. He should get as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a first round pick. And and that's what I'm rounding out my uh, top 12 with. Yeah, I mean, 40 home runs in 119 games. That's like a 50 mm-hmm. home run pace. Yeah. That's it. I remember I did my uh, that first mock draft I did last weekend when I told you that uh, I think outfield outfield first two rounds is the way. My I was the eighth pick, and my picks were Jordan in the first round, Trout in the second round. 
Yeah, that's great. That's absurd. And yeah, first round value. Not hardly any people hit 40 home runs last year. I weird. I worked. Oh my god. Let me slow this down real quick. I got so excited there. Not very many people hit 40 home runs last year. Nobody else hit 40 home runs in only 119 games. To be able to do that while dealing with a bad back that people are saying you might be done playing baseball. That back is so bad. You still hit. He still hit. 49 home runs or 40 home runs in 119 games. I'm butchering this whole thing, but it's okay. You guys get what I'm trying to say. That That's absurd. It's kind of like he, he, uh, he's, he's good at baseball is what you're saying. Yes. Trout do baseball. Good. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. He's still Mike Trout. Nothing has changed. First round grade on him. It wasn't that long ago. He was literally the consensus number one overall every mm-hmm. year. Like you just went into every draft where Trout was number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and excellent he, pick. He could he could get back there easily, very if, easily, if he, especially if he, if he stays healthy. Exactly, if he shows that he's healthy, he'll be another top five pick next year. Especially in that lineup with Otani killing it, Renfro is going to kill it, Drew is going to be somebody to actually get on base in front uh, of him. Uh, I think the Angels must 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 be like cursed or something that they they can't do anything right. They're like the the Chargers of baseball, just. Wow. Every year is supposed to be so good, and then everybody gets hurt. Yeah, it pains me to say that the Chargers might be good because I'm a Chiefs fan. So go Chiefs! We got that first round by little football talk on the uh, <laughs> baseball podcast. But yeah, Mike Trout's gonna be good next year. Love the first round grade on him. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even think about Mike Trout. And I shame on you, have. shame on you. I I think it's because I'm a Mariners fan, so I just block that mm. part of my brain yeah. out. Especially he absolutely he, he destroys the Mariners. The Mariners. Right He's better against the Mariners than any other team in his entire career. I think in like 160 games or something, he's hit 58 home runs against Seattle. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and he's only 31. Another guy that I thought was way older. He's mm-hmm. only 31. Yeah. So he's got a lot of a lot of trout life still in him. And yeah, I I would love to come back a month from now and check in on this again and see. Oh yeah. How our ranking then kind of line up with now. Yeah, I think it's something we should definitely do. Definitely beginning of February and then beginning of March and possibly just every I mean, I don't know how much value this adds just going over first round picks, but that's the most important pick is getting a guy that you can build your team around. So maybe we will make this a recurring segment. Yeah, I like that because I like to look at a lot of the rankings that people are putting out now, just kind of these earlier on rankings to see how everybody else is feeling about different Mm -hmm. players. So I think this would be really helpful to some people for us to kind of break down our people and why we put them where we did. Some people could be interchangeable, but it is also good for us to make these rankings without knowing what each other's is. And then we break down why we put somebody somewhere and then it kind of sways us one way or another to maybe like somebody more, than we thought we did to begin with, like me with Kyle Tucker. I like him huh. way more now than I did before. Yeah, yeah so I, I think this is awesome content. I know a lot of guys on Twitter have been putting out their rankings. I put a couple of my positional rankings out there so far. I've got my catcher and first base rankings out there. Just my top 10 at each of those positions so far. I'm working on a breakdown, kind of a deeper breakdown in written form for the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. When that's up, you'll catch it on Twitter, catch it on the website. I'll make sure everybody is aware of that. But other than that, I don't think we have anything else for today, Ryan. No, that was the jam-packed episode right there. Rare Monday episode. We don't record many Monday episodes. Yeah. little teaser for what's to come as we get closer to the season. More episodes. Love to see it. Yeah. So uh, everybody go follow the Twitter at FakeBaseball. Uh, I don't know where you're listening to this at, but you can find it. Oh, what are the new, what are the new, uh, sg.pn slash fake baseball for Apple and sg.pn slash fake baseball S for Spotify, or just search there we go. baseball money is fake on your uh, preferred podcast platform, whatever that's overcast, Stitcher, whatever you use. Yeah. And also we got merch in the store coming very soon. And don't forget about that giveaway. First place, $100 merch store gift card. Second, third, and fourth, I'll get a Baseball Money is Fake t-shirt. Make it happen. Go retweet mm-hmm. the tweet. You can find it on either of our Twitters or on the show Twitter. Speaking of either of our Twitters, you can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. 
And I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace.